Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Welcome, my friends. Have you taken a deep breath? It's August. I like keep having to tell myself this. Um, it is 100% August, and I have been quietly working away on some things this summer, and I wanted to share one of the things that is part of this project because I'm just doing so much writing right now. And I, um, it's something I've talked about before, but I haven't ever like, I mean, I did a whole podcast about it and I will link to it in the show notes. But I, if you didn't know this part of my story is that when I was a little girl, I learned to garden from my grandfather and it has been a powerful story for me over time because I've realized how much of me and where I found comfort and security came from that time learning from him in that garden. And it's why I believe that the garden is such a healing element in our life because in a connective element in our life, because I have learned it because it's where I found my own healing from his loss and things like that in my life. So this story today, or this meditation particularly, is about that because I think at the height of summer, there's a lot of, in this abundance that we're going through, there is also this abundance of nostalgia and things like that. We can find that we're maybe having these moments of seeing things maybe from our childhood, from our just past summers in our life. I feel like there's a lot of memories that are made in summer. And as a result, we find ourselves also kind of remembering those things as we come in contact with foods and plants and things like that. And for me, plants have always told stories that aren't just about themselves, but about me as well. And I've learned that over the years. And it's been sort of like this wonderful way to connect with my garden because it's like year after year, I can think of like things like, you know, turnips, for instance, like I have this picture of my daughter and she was like biting a turnip and my friend's daughter always comes over in the summer and she always asks if I have any carrots ready. And like, I start thinking of specific people because of the things that they've interacted with in our own garden. Or I think of like certain foods that my parents would make when we were growing up with tomatoes or, you know, things like that. And I just, I think sometimes that we can easily brush over those things in our life when I really believe those are some of the things that are most important in life. We are made to believe so often in the digital world that, you know, that we're supposed to, I don't know, just like get past these things or they aren't that important. But when you have those moments, they're really, they're so crucial to your story, to who you are and in how they tie us to nature. And I think it's really important to lean into those and explore those things. And this was my way of exploring it. This, this meditation has been, it was originally written almost three years ago. And then I went back and updated it 
one time and now I did it a final time and I feel like it's finally there. Maybe I'll say in two years something different, but, and I could add to it, but because I think everything is a continuation on top of each other, especially when we're talking about specific plants and memories and things like that. They aren't, they aren't linear. They are not ever fully completed. I feel like they're constantly adapting and changing into new stories and clearer stories. So that's what this is today. It's a very personal story. And, but I think you're going to find a deeper connection and to maybe plants and in your own way by listening to this today. So we're going to get going. Um, this is called The House on Lake Street. In the height of summer, I'm usually caught with my straw hat on, my dirty jean shorts on with a set of clippers in my back pocket, and my hands turning black from pruning tomatoes. If you know, you know. I plant tomatoes every year, not just because they are gorgeous and life-giving plants, but because of what they mean to me. You see, every time I run my hands over a tomato plant, I am transported to being a little girl. I can imagine my cotton shorts and my light-up shoes on my feet, I can feel the leaves of the veggies brushing beside me while I ran through the rows of my grandfather's garden in downtown Harbor Springs on Lake Street. I can see him even now with his glasses and dark hair he had even late in life. His smile and wrinkles deep set into his face, just glowing to watch me wander the rows of his one-acre garden. My parents would drop me off to, he- to spend the day helping him, quote-unquote, a mini a summer between the ages of three and six. Even here in my mid-30s, I remember it all so vividly. He would hand me things to try, and I would help him harvest bushels of tomatoes or grapes from the arbors. One hot summer day when I was about five, he caught me eating the tops off his broccoli and laughed so hard and rubbed my head, messing up my hair, and told me to move along, a loving way of redirecting me. After we finished and were sufficiently covered in dirt— We would head inside and eat saltines with butter and homemade jam on them in their kitchen. In their dark kitchen, away from the summer's warm sun, my leg leg swung as I sat in the wood chair at their dining table. Every time he set me down a plate of those crackers with his dirty hands, he would tell me how this was his favorite snack, which became mine as well over time. During those days, he taught me things I am not sure he knows he did because they were just a part of who he was. He showed me how to care for what the earth gives us and the importance of hard work. He showed me how to make the most of what we are given and the value of living simply. He showed me how to see beauty in everything and everyone. His impact on my life was so great that when my son came along, I knew he would carry his name. Then the year I turned seven, the garden didn't grow. The fields went fallow just as life slipped from his body as he left us that year. It was too soon. I remember it all just as pure as the days in the garden. Watching him fade from the earth while my parents grieved impacted me powerfully at such a young age. The moment his soul left us, everything in life began to change that year for me. It took me years to understand why that time in my life shook my very small self so deeply. Just after he left, my parents' whole life shifted. I had a younger brother, and my parents had lost more than they ever imagined in their business, leading them to restart our lives across the country. Being older now, I understand why they did that, but at the time, it felt like my life was collapsing. 
My little bubble burst as a young child with the loss of my grandfather in his garden slipping away with him. I remember it all so clearly, from the day we laid his body to rest to watching my mother grieve on her knees, gathering his clothes from his closet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Those moments were pictures and slices of life that were part of the changes that culminated as we packed up our cars and moved to a place that felt quite foreign and compared to our small town life on Lake Michigan. Years later, after I had my son, my mom and I sat in a restaurant and cried together as I held my son in my lap that carried my grandfather's name. We openly talked about it all for the first time. I told her how much I remember seeing all she went through as a mother and as his daughter. We sat there remembering and grieving a little more as she realized how aware I was and I related to her as an older woman and mother myself now. I felt we tilled the land and together at that table over some beers and fries. We exposed what hadn't been shared but needed to be. Later I realized how we were no different than the fallow garden left behind after my grandfather passed. We unearthed something that not only healed us but connected us that day. It began my own journey toward healing at, the, at that time. It wasn't long after that that we landed here at our home in northern Michigan, back home, and I was building a garden. I planted my first tomato plants after many years of missing the garden. I didn't fully understand just why the garden was so necessary for me to feel at ease or at home until I grabbed the tomato plant and set it deep into the ground. The scent rushed me through my past. All I could see was my grandfather standing there smiling at me. I instantly felt at peace and like I was in a and I was safe in a way I hadn't felt since I was a young girl. How can I? Pl how can a plant transport us so purely? How can it connect us to those we love and that we have lost? How can they tell stories even in their silence? I still ask it now as I prune my tomatoes years later. The summer I planted my first real tomato plants in a long time, I spent many days healing through that time that shook my tiny little self. A time that still haunts me when I am not careful with my heart. One night, while I stood there under that full moon, I was pruning my plants as I do every week with 30 plus plants in my care. The only sound was the crickets. The air was warm, but there was no wind. I was barefoot and I pruned away at my plants. All I could think about was those days in the garden as a child, how safe I was there and how pure it all felt. It was then I realized the garden held something no other place ever could for me. My connection to my grandfather. At that moment, I felt a breeze move through the plants and encircle me. There was a rush of smells that only a garden in mid-July can offer. Basil, tomatoes, and marigolds all encircled me. I knew right then I wasn't alone, and I never would be again. My plants in this garden would be where we could always be together, just like when I was younger. Now, even years later, I stand there with my, here with my son by my side, holding a basket my grandfather made, and with the smell of the warm dirt filling me up, I can feel him with me. I wonder if, some, if in some way my son feels him too unknowingly as well. How can't he? I know that throughout my life, whether my garden has been a collection of pots or an acre lot, I can see him amongst the plants as they wave in the wind to this day. I can sense his presence in me when I am dirty and smell the earth. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> this is where I feel the most myself and at home. I always think of him when I eat broccoli, 
early in the summer. He is always there in my garden and with me. He never truly left. Someday my son will ask about his middle name, and I will tell him about the man my grandfather was and how he always gave to those he loved. Loved the earth he was given to tend to, and the way I still can feel him in the garden every day. I will tell him that people we love can always be felt in the wind and in places we connected with them. All we must do is is be willing to meet them there and be present. I will tell him the story of discovering this for myself, hoping, hoping that one day when my time comes, he will also find me in his own garden floating over the cosmos myself. So as I tie up pruning the tomato plants, I find my hands are black from touching the plants again. They are tanned and wrinkling now from the sun as I find being here is my greatest gift. I gather the pruned branches from the tomatoes, fresh and alive still, and I lift them to my face and breathe deeply as I close my eyes. If I am lucky, which I usually am, I still see a smile in that garden on Lake Street, dirty and asking me if I'm ready for some saltines with butter and jam. I didn't really expect to cry in that. <laughs> I've read it so many times and I've written it so many times. I, I don't know. You hit me You hit me on the right day, I guess. <laughs> but I, and those are like those healing things where you realize how beautiful something is. That's what I felt in that. Um, and I just wonder for yourself, like, are there, are there plants that connect you to, to somebody else? Is there something like maybe a flower that your mother loves? Maybe it's something your grandmother grew in her own garden. Maybe it is a flavor that is always present in a family dish. I mean, these things have stories, they have meaning. And when you think of those things, what do you feel? How does it make you feel about how these things can connect us and and make someone live beyond the moment? I just, I constantly am thinking about that these days and I, I feel like it's super powerful to just recognize those things and be aware of them because when we're willing to meet those we love in those spaces, I think that there's a sense of a greater web of belonging, a greater purpose. So I hope that that's helpful to you today <laughs> um, and that it's a great reminder to pay attention and to create more meaningful things in our lives in a season when that can feel so abundant and full. Then amongst that, we can also create deep memories that can connect us well beyond the moment we're in. So I hope you enjoy that today, my friends, as always. Until then, I'll see you out there.